Hello and welcome to today's episode. This is a quick disclaimer that we will be talking about very sensitive subjects today that pertains to Prince Andrew and him being sued in court at the moment. If that's something you don't want to listen to, I'll give you a little reminder before we start talking about that subject later on in the show. Thank you so much for being here and let's get on with it. Grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up with the Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news, and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis, and, and let's keep, keep up with, with the Windsors. Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. And hello to you all out there. Thank you so much for listening. We've got just the most amazing royal community. Thank you so much for being here, for commenting, coming over on Instagram at Keeping Up With The Windsors pod and saying hi. We really enjoy hearing from you and listening all about your love of the royals. We have been answering your questions and this week, because we've got so much to talk about, we thought we'd press pause on answering royal community questions, but they will be coming up in future episodes. So do not worry and keep those questions coming in. So without further ado, let's get on with the Royal Roundup. So this week we're starting with Prince Charles or the Duke of Rothsay as he is known when he's in Scotland. And he took a visit to Dunrobin Castle, which is the oldest continuously uninhabited house in Britain since the 1300s. Yeah, and what strikes me is this house has not had... I mean, you called it a house. It was massive. No, no, it's a castle. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's an uninhabited property, shall we say, since the 1300s. And for me, I'm like, this castle is huge. Just put some homeless people in there yeah just put some homeless people in give people some homes it's not got a purpose so why is it just abandoned and empty yeah I mean it feels weird to me anyway (laughs) and he also visited Dunrobin Castle Station to mark the 150th anniversary of the Duke of Sutherland's railway and unveiled a plaque plaque attack (laughs) to commemorate the occasion yeah we love a good unveiling Brilliant. And this week we had new uh, photographs of Princess Charlotte holding a beautiful butterfly, as well as some other pictures of peacock and red admiral butterflies. And these pictures on the Cambridge's socials were in aid of the Big Butterfly Count initiative by the Butterfly Conservation Charity. So this is basically encouraging us all to count the butterflies in our garden to help with the counting, you know, the big count. So yeah, it was wonderful to see Princess Charlotte. And what did you think of the photograph? Well, it's nice to have an unexpected photograph. We don't really get them that often, do we? No, we don't. And um, we don't normally post at the weekends. And I actually reposted the photo. And it's one of our most liked photos on our Instagram. Oh, that's so lovely. I think people love Princess Charlotte as much as we do. Yeah. Oh, what's not to love? Butterflies and a a princess. Like, what's not to love? (laughs) 
In episode 20 of our podcast, we covered the interview with Prince William and Team GB boxer Lauren Price, who's from Wales, same as me. And this week, Lauren won the gold medal at the Tokyo Olympic Games. And William personally congratulated her on the socials and said, I know your Nana Linda and the whole of Ashtrak Manach will be proud of your incredible achievement as we are. And he also mentioned the wonderful work the charity Sport Aid do to provide funding for athletes. And fun fact, the Duchess of Cambridge is the patron of that charity. So I really enjoyed all the shout outs from the Olympics from the Cambridges. However, we also had some shout outs from some other royals this week. Who was that, Rach? So we had personal messages from both the Queen and the Princess Royal congratulating competitors from Great Britain, Northern Ireland and across the Commonwealth and on their brilliant success at the Games this year. And the Queen said the skill, determination and hard work shown by the athletes and their support teams throughout the unique and challenging circumstances of the last year has been an inspiration to us all. And the Princess Royal, who is the president of the British Olympic Association, wrote to Sir Hugh Robertson, who is the chairman, and said, my sincere congratulations to you as chairman, Mark England, as chef de quip and all the athletes, coaches and trainers and the staff in support roles for an excellent Team GB performance in the Tokyo Olympics. Despite the many difficulties in training and getting to the Games during the pandemic, everyone involved in Team GB has played a significant role in a magnificent performance. I've just loved this year's Olympics. I really have. I can't wait for the Paralympics to start. I'm like, bring it on. I'm so excited. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was watching the synchronised swimming. Wow. What a sport. Oh, it was it was just amazing. But yeah, well done to everyone that took part in this year's games. And yeah, like the Royals have said, congratulations to everyone because it's been a tough four years. Well, five years. Five years, absolutely. And also, we don't have to wait as long for Paris now in 2024. Only three years. It's got to come around so quickly. Exciting. Yeah. So the Queen has arrived at Balmoral Castle for her official summer holiday. And in true style, the Queen wore a beautiful pink ensemble as she inspected the Guards of Honour outside the castle. She also met with the Royal Regiment of Scotland's mascot, a Shetland pony, Lance Corporal Crucian IV. And the crowds of people who had gathered clapped as the Queen walked inside the gates of the castle. What did you think of this? What is he but it wasn't an engagement was it it was like a little kind of gathering for the queen what did you think of this when you saw it yeah well it's nice to see her because I thought she was already at Balmoral maybe she was and she just had to do the official welcome but yeah like you said like when I saw the photos of her especially in the pink pink outfit I was like oh love it love loving the pink your majesty I thought the same thing. And when she saw the pony I was just oh it's like such a cute little moment wasn't it It was. And she'd inspected the guards and then saw the pony and the music was playing. And then she just looked over to the crowd and gave him just a really slight nod. It wasn't like, hello, like a a wave or anything. It was just a slight nod. Like, I acknowledge that you're there, but it's my holiday now. So I'm going in. (laughs) I'm going in the castle. (laughs) Leave me be. Yeah, I know. But I was exactly the same as you. I thought she was already in Balmoral. But I, I agree. It probably was more of an official... Um, capacity. So Princess Beatrice celebrated her 33rd birthday and she is the first child of the Duke and Duchess of York and was born in 1988. 
And her and her husband, Ido, are expecting their first child this year. And he left a message on his Instagram, pretty little um, post about her. And he said, happy birthday, my love. I love you with all my heart. Cute. Aww. Adorable. And he was so adorable on their anniversary as well. Yeah. He's a cutie pie, right? <laughs> he is. He really is a cutie pie. And then we also had a montage of images from Princess Eugene on her Instagram. And she said, happy birthday to my big sister, Bibi. You are sensational. And I have loved every minute watching you be brave and true. And you and now a mummy to be. Hashtag I love you. Oh, I know. I know. To support. Yeah. So happy birthday to Princess Beatrice for this week. We also found out that the Duchess of Cambridge and the Duchess of Sussex have both made it onto the Vogue 25 list of influential women. So Catherine has made it on for her major campaigns during the pandemic, including the Early Years Initiative and lifting the stigma around discussing mental health and supporting those living with childhood trauma. And Megan, for her extensive philanthropy work, Netflix and Spotify deals, and authoring a children's book with the aim to promote equality. So that was really nice, actually. I w- wasn't expecting all of a sudden, I just saw something on Twitter pop up on Vogue. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. I love it. <laughs> so that's the Royal Roundup. Let's move on to the very controversial news this week about Prince Andrew. And at the start of the episode, I did mention about sensitive um, subjects being mentioned. So just a heads up that the topics we will be talking about will be very adult orientated. So if you have children around, put in your headphones right now. Uh, We will be speaking about very triggering topics moving forward. So if you do not want to listen from this point on, please feel free to find us here next week. Uh, We're always here every week, giving you the royal scoop. If you're happy to continue, let's move on to the royal news. Before we get started, I thought I'd do a little disclaimer to say, as you know, Rachel and I are not lawyers and um, we have to err on the side of caution when it comes to assuming somebody is guilty when they haven't had their day in court. This is very new. This is very new information that's come about today. And we have to err on the side of caution that Prince Andrew is innocent until proven guilty. However, we also know that we do not want to deny somebody's um, allegations of abuse. And therefore, we're going to take this um, with the facts that they are and our opinions. So first off, let's get the facts of the case. So what have you got, Rach? This week, a US woman named Virginia Dufresne, previously known as Virginia Roberts, has filed a civil case against Prince Andrew. Now, she alleges that she was brought to the UK aged 17 to have sex with Andrew, and she was one of the accusers connected with the sex offender Jeffrey Epstein and claims she was sexually assaulted by Andrew in London and New York. The claim states that Andrew engaged in sexual acts without her consent knowing how old she was and that she was a sex trafficking victim. So in the case filed, it says, in this country, no person, whether president or prince, is above the law, and no person, no powerless or vulnerable, can be deprived of law's protection. Now, throughout this whole thing, Prince Andrew has continuously denied the allegations, saying, it didn't happen. I can categorically tell you it never happened. I have no recollection of ever meeting this lady, none whatsoever. And this was taken from when he was interviewed on Newsnight on the BBC. So that's the allegations. 
And that those are the facts about the lawsuit. So, Michelle, what do you think and what are your thoughts on this? I think that this um, cloud has been over the royal family for such a long time. There, there's been this, this big, like, we're hiding Prince Andrew. We're keeping him, you know, locked away. And now I'm like, no, if you're innocent, wouldn't you want to just stand up and, 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 and say, no, that didn't happen? I think that Prince Andrew thought that he could get away with doing the news, not interview. And that's it. Like he's swept under the rug. He's had his moment. But in actual fact, maybe this is going to actually allow the facts to come about. Because he's there's even a picture of him with her. But that photo, a lot of people were saying that that could have been photoshopped. Yeah, it, it could have been photoshopped. But he also could have been there. And I think this is this is where we, as people who love the royals, we want to know whether the second son of the queen is actually innocent or whether he is a criminal and he should be behind bars. So... I'm not quite sure whether because it's filed in the US, he will have to go to the US. And that also means that he might have to answer questions from the Mm. FBI. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he will get extradited to the US. He's got the status of being the Queen's son and that gives him a lot of protection. Obviously, that is wrong if he is guilty of what he's being charged of. He should be made accountable if what the accused is saying is true. But I don't think the case will go to court. I think it will settle and that the accuser will be subsequently paid off. Like I think I think the royal family will be given will be giving Virginia Giffray a lump sum money. Mm. That's the end of it. You know, don't talk about this anymore. Because there's no way a member of the British royal family is going to serve time in prison. It's just it's just not going to happen. And whether that's right or wrong, that's to be decided by the court. But I just I just personally can't see it happening. I mean, it's hard because we we cannot say either party is right or wrong, because at the moment it's still in the court. This is such a fresh thing to happen. And also, I don't want to deny uh, somebody who is saying that um, this is happening to them. I don't want to say that they're wrong, but I also want to keep the innocence of somebody who might be innocent but also, I'm right in the middle of things, as usual on the podcast. I'm sorry, dear listener, but I'm right in the middle because I, I don't care who it is. And I think you just mentioned this. Whether you're a prince or a president, if you've broken the law, you need to have the full force of the law brought against you because that's what would happen if you were anybody else. Now, let's also put it into perspective. People who um, have rape uh, cases and sexual abuse cases in court, they're very unlikely to win and that isn't me having an opinion that is fact but for me I feel like yes it probably will be an out-of-court settlement and actually I don't think the real justice if that is the case will come to fruition at that point yeah and I think it's quite hard because it's one of those he says she said like you were saying with most rape cases it's not like the accuser has gone to the doctors and she's being examined because it happened so long ago and now that Epstein's not around and Maxwell's in prison it's very unlikely that Maxwell is going to speak out against Prince Andrew so again it's it's going to be a very hard point to prove in in this journey and 
that's why I just don't think it's going to happen. And I think I wanted to point out Prince Andrew does not have diplomatic or sovereign immunity. Now, sovereign immunity is a concept devised to protect the position of heads of state, not the members of their family in their function as head of state. So what this means is just because he is the Queen's son, he doesn't have that automatic protection. But obviously, they are a powerful and a very rich family. And that is why I just can't see this this going any further. Mm. Unfortunately, and I mean, I think that is power at play, isn't it? That is money talking. I did jury service in the UK, gosh, back about four years ago. And my case was a historic sexual abuse case. And it was harrowing being a ju- uh, you know, on the jury having to make this decision. But also, it was very hard to make that decision because like you just pointed out, Rach, there is a, there's very little evidence. In the UK courts, we had to, um, if, you ha- if you were beyond a shadow of a doubt, 100% that this person was a victim of that abuse, then um, you had to find them guilty. If there was even 1% doubt in your mind, you have to say it's not guilty. So... I mean, the case, we couldn't get a majority, but it was also the second time we'd gone through the courts and they didn't find a majority there. That is the problem with historic sex abuse cases. And maybe Virginia Dufresne knows that this is a very long shot, but number one, it really um, sticks the finger up to the royal family and says, I don't care who you are. You know, this happened to me and I need justice and good honor for that. That takes a lot of guts, doesn't it? It takes a lot of guts. But then secondly, finally, maybe we might get some answers. But it is more than likely with the royal family that it will be settled outside of court. The Duke of York had the statement in November 2019 when he stepped back from public duties. And I've got that statement here, so I'll read out a little bit now. It says, it's become clear to me over the last few days that the circumstances relating to my former association with Jeffrey Epstein has become a major disruption to my family's work and the valuable work going on in many organisations and charities that I am proud to support. Therefore, I have asked Her Majesty if I may step back from public duties for the foreseeable future, and she has given her permission. He then goes on to say, I continue to unequivocally regret my ill-judged association with Jeffrey Epstein. His suicide has left many unanswered questions, particularly for his victims, and I deeply sympathise with everyone who has been affected and wants some form of closure. I can only hope that, in time, they'll be able to rebuild their lives. Of course, I am willing to help any appropriate law enforcement agency with their investigations, if required. Now, bear in mind, this was Wednesday, the 20th of November, 2019. The civil court lawsuit The lawsuit was two days ago on the 9th of August. And since then, and we're we're actually recording this a little earlier than normal, but on the 11th of August on a Wednesday, we have not heard from Prince Andrew's legal team or PR team on what their next steps are. So, yeah, um, I thought as well to get a little bit more of a balanced approach, I wanted to ask a few of my, my friends that I know what they think about it. Um, And I don't want to really name their names here because I said that I wouldn't, so I'm not going to. But 
one of them says regardless of whether um he's a prince regardless of what happens and something that i agree with here he should be tried as anybody else would one other of my friends made this point that i never really thought about until she said it she said that the british tabloids have been very unfair with their coverage of prince andrew versus their coverage of the duchess of sussex and now that harry and Meghan are in california they won't have as much to deflect the public's um, attention on because they haven't got harry and Meghan to really um you know drive attention away and in a negative way shall we say from the duke of york and i i really think he cannot get out of this now rach you know he Although we might be hiding in Balmoral, he cannot get out of this. We need to hear something from him, regardless of whether he stepped back from public duties or not. I think he owes it to 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 have his day, shall shall we say? And I'm and I mean that by I think he should go to the civil court. It's just it's just not going to happen, though, is it? It's um it's one of those things like yeah, it should it should go to court, it should go to trial. But as I said, because of who he is, who his mother is, it's. It's, it's not going to happen and you know he's been holed up at Royal Lodge in Windsor and we've recently seen pictures of him and Sarah Ferguson traveling to Balmoral where they're spending some of the um, holidays with the Queen over the summer and it's, it's not like he has to go out to work he can basically just go about his normal life and kind of sweep this under the carpet and obviously that's not right but it's just the way it is. We're not going to see him doing public inject- engagements. That's obvious. Mm. But he's just going to be holed up in one of the royal residences, isn't he? Mm. Well, the thing is as well, if it does settle out of court and she is the accuser is given a payment, then doesn't that say that Prince Andrew's guilty? You know? And mm. um, one thing I wanted to mention is there's a case here in the UK where a US woman named Anne Sekoulis killed a teenager named Harry Dunn back in 2019 and she was using her phone whilst driving afterwards before she went to court she escaped back to the US now here is the thing there was it was trending on Twitter earlier today this whole thing about Prince Andrew being extradited to the US and a lot of people were saying well hang on a minute if that's the case then she should be brought from the US to the UK to face charges It goes both ways. If nobody is above the law here in the UK, then it means the same in the US. Mm. So just because Prince Andrew is a prince, why can't it be the same for this woman? If that's the case, then the US government should be sending this woman back to the UK Mm. to stand trial. I also think as well, a civil case in the US can go ahead regardless of whether Prince Andrew's there or not. So whether that is something that goes ahead if if they can't you know settle outside of court if that's something that, that that happens so who knows watch this space i guess but we cannot talk about prince andrew without talking about the news night interview and we didn't have the podcast at that point to talk about it but what an absolute bleep show <laughs> car crash wasn't it it was an absolute car crash i don't know what he was thinking or what pr team was around him the thought that this was a good idea. And then there was that whole thing about I was taking um, the children to Pizza Express for a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> and people were like, how can you remember that? <laughs> oh, God, it was just it was just like so cringy to watch, wasn't it? Wasn't it a Pizza Express in Woking? 
And it's like, what is he doing in a pizza <laughs> express in Woking? Oh my goodness me. Is it, Woking's not exactly Belgravia, people. <laughs> it's not exactly like a rich place in the UK. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure the people who live in Woking ha- um, enjoy it. But also, he's like, I don't sweat because I had, you know, overdosed with adrenaline in the Falklands War. I'm like, I thought, I literally thought he was going to get his GP note out. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm excused from PE class because I can't sweat. Like, it was just one thing after another thing after another. Oh. Like, why would you meet someone at that point in New York and walk around and have a conversation with him? Like, that would be a good thing for the son of the queen to be, you know, to be associated with Jeffrey Epstein. No, you just wanted to use his houses. Mm. And then, you know, the, there's the question mark that comes up. Why were you there? You know, and why would you associate yourself with someone, regardless of whether you're friends? You're like, you know what? I'm so sorry I can't be friends with you, but from what you've done and who I am, I can't be associated with you. Yeah, and isn't it um, a bit bizarre that if this has all came out like it has, why didn't he just admit to sleeping with her? She was 17, so legally she was of of an age where she could have sex. In the UK. In the UK. I'm not, I'm not sure what the US age is have sex you know if if that was the case like just go ahead and admit yes I did meet this woman yes she was only 17 at the time but yes we did have consensual sex Mm. but obviously what this woman is claiming is that it wasn't consensual Mm. he can't say that he did have consensual sex with Virginia Dufresne because he was supposed to be in Pizza Express in Woking (laughs) so how yeah maybe that was the maybe that was the time that he was in London though maybe that was when she came over to London that he was there at Pizza Express. So yeah, we'll just have to see what happens in the next coming weeks and months. I'm not sure how long a court case like this goes on for, to be honest. I think this is going to go on for months and months, Rach. Yeah. Yeah, so let's put it this way. I'm not going to come on here and say that Prince Andrew is guilty, but I'm also not going to come on here and um, absolutely categorically deny any allegations that may possibly be true against him. I'm just not going to do that because if it is, if it is true, and there's a lot of evidence actually that stacks up against him, but then also he has a lot of evidence stacked up against her claims. So who, who knows? I mean, only, only when, when Prince Andrew goes to sleep at night, he knows the truth. And if it is on the wrong side of that truth, then I hope he has bad dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Because it seems like he's not going to, he's not, if that is the case, it doesn't seem like justice will be actually made. And it'll be very surprising if this actually goes to court. Yeah. So, yeah, so just watch this space. And as always, we'll keep you updated with any news that we have regarding the case. And it'll be interesting few months, won't it? Yeah. And just remember, that's what we think. What do you think about the Prince Andrew scandal? What what is happening in your part of the world? What have you heard that's different from ours? Because obviously we're getting the British press side of things. It might be very different in the US or in Australia or Canada or wherever you are right now. So feel free to come on over at Keeping Up With The Windsors Pod on Instagram or comment on the podcast. 
and let us know your thoughts about what you think about this and any of the royal news that we've had and royal roundup news we've had this week. Oh, Rach, deep breath in, deep breath out. That is <laughs> just a heavy, heavy week. Yeah, and we wanted to talk about this for a while, haven't we? But we've never really found the right time and now is the right time that this is all coming to fruition. It was interesting because we talked quite a lot, didn't we? Should we should we do the episode now? Should we do it later? Then Prince Philip passed away and it just never felt like the right time. But now it's like, right, okay, this is this is the time we can actually talk about it because of the court case. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Keeping Up With The Windsors. Wherever you are in the world, we hope that it, that wasn't too heavy a conversation, even though it was a very um, sensitive topic that we were speaking about. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And as always, you can follow us over on Instagram at Keeping Up With The Windsors Pod. And until next week, we'll see you on Keeping Keep Up With The, the Windsors. Windsors.